Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Monday, July 25th, and this is episode number 157. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. I hope you all had a great weekend. Um, had a number of days off from the podcast as we had our members webinar last week. And I was out of the office on Friday. So uh, the data I'm going to give you in the daily scoreboard here today is going to be for three trading days, including today. Um, and with an exception of the ETF flows, which are reported today, but are obviously coming from previous days. So uh, we had a pretty decent day out there in the markets, uh, relatively speaking. Uranium shares were mostly up on the day with a slightly weak tape in the broad market. It's kind of a big week. I'm going to talk about some details on that in the mailbag section. But before we do that, we'll look at the charts and first go ahead and look and in, jump into the daily scoreboard here. U308 spot market is sitting at 46.75 a pound, up 75 cents from Friday's close. Definitely seeing some firming action here. Not a whole lot of downward price pressure in the spot market as we uh, close in on the end of the month. We'll see if we see any uh, shenanigans happening, pushing the price down. But either way, we see some firming up here, and that's a positive thing. Over the last three trading days of last week, but obviously did not issue any new units, did not raise any new money, nor did they buy any additional uranium. The discount to NAV did expand a bit on Friday, uh, closing in at 9.87% at a discount to their net asset value. After getting smacked down on Friday, Thursday, we saw them uh, get right around that 5% discount to NAV. Overall, it's trending closer to NAV, but still uh, uh, not close enough. They're sitting in $54.9 million in their treasury, and uh, SPUT continues to not see inflows in terms of volume, which uh, in my opinion, as I've stated many times, should be a sign of institutional flows coming back into the sector as it's 80% roughly owned by institutions. The ETFs did see some new share issuance. URA reporting 1,070,000 new shares, URNM uh, reporting 100,000 new shares. And of course, this is over three trading days. This is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, that led to 21.2 million in new mandated buying. Now, I suppose that most of that happened on Wednesday and Thursday, as Friday clearly was a smackdown. Perhaps we'll see reporting tomorrow or the next day of some shares redeemed. Most likely, if that's the case, it'll be from URA rather than URNM. Uh, yeah, so the sector did strengthen a bit on Thursday. Smackdown on Friday today was firming up a bit as well. Let's go ahead and look at the charts. Starting off with URA up 2.12% on the day, printing a bit of a hammer candle today, still not huge volumes coming in, positive nonetheless. The S&P did trade down throughout the day, but closed slightly in the positive. It's really a big week. And again, I'm going to mention details on that on a number of fronts in the mailbag section. But one of the elements of this week that will always affect the markets in terms of the equities is Cameco's conference call. That is happening on Wednesday morning. I believe it is at 8 a.m. Eastern time, if I recall correctly, uh, possibly 8.30. Um, I'll go ahead and put the link in the show notes in the description for that uh, conference call. It's something that any uranium investor, every uranium investor should attend and should listen in on because they always have uh, some very poignant points to make. And there are typically some very intelligent questions asked during the Q&A at the end of the statements coming from both Tim Gitzel 
and Grant Isaac, and everybody will will be listening in on this. And so uh, the market, in my opinion, oftentimes is a bit, uh, let's say, indecisive, the uranium market going into these conference calls. And these conference calls are never something that I trade around. Um, so, But either way, it's a big event for the uranium space. Let's take a look at the Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. Trading down slightly today, minus 0.3% on the day. Consolidating for the last three or four weeks here after bottoming out at an extreme discount to their net asset value. Bouncing on this very obvious positive uh, divergence in the re relative strength index. And just kind of chopping sideways here. I want to look uh, once more at URNM relative to the spot price of uranium. This chart is definitely firming up a bit after essentially double bottoming over the past couple of months. The miners relative to the metal itself is starting to, uh, let's say, come back from the dead. This is a very good sign. Lastly, let's look at URA relative to the S&P. This was a decent day, 2% up relative to the S&P 500. Still chopping around that lower uptrend line in terms of the performance of the uranium miners, the basket of uranium miners, aka URNM to the broad market. And we continue on this early stages of an uptrend relative to the broad markets. I believe this trend is going to continue for some time. Okay, so I wanna make a couple comments first about Germany, and then I'm gonna talk about uh, some of the happenings this week. First of all, what the heck is going on in Germany? Um, we've talked about this often, and we bring this up because, not because this is a major deal for supply and demand forecasting, et cetera, and we're talking about pounds of uranium in demand by these reactors potentially staying online, but mainly just the political influence and the energy politics that has left Germany in a very precarious situation. Um, I think that it speaks very loudly to public sentiment. Public sentiment matters a lot. And when it comes to these matters, when Germany did decide to phase out nuclear, they had the public behind them. Um, there was obviously some uh, special interest that benefited greatly from that decision primarily the renewable energy industry and Russian uh, gas company. But uh, now where do we stand here? Well, it's looking like they are definitely considering um, keeping these last three reactors online. They are set to shut down in December. The energy minister, I believe uh, he is referred to, was caught in a lie saying that they were not going to be able to access fuel in time, even if they did decide to leave them online. Um, that was proven wrong by fuel supplier saying, yes, we absolutely can get you this fuel in time to keep these reactors running. Public sentiment is now shifting and it's shifting quickly. As we are hearing very dire uh, predictions going into the winter, there's now another situation in that the Nord Stream 1 uh, gas pipeline coming from Russia is going to have to cut the flow of gas to from 40% rate down to 20%. Um, and there's still just kind of uncertainty of how much gas they will be able to get going into winter coming from the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. We are now hearing that there's even plans in some cities in Germany to have heating halls where there will be a centralized location where um, citizens can go to warm up in the winter, assuming already that they won't be able to heat their homes or heat them sufficiently. Uh, the situation is not looking good in Germany. It's not looking good at all. So we bring this up primarily because um, I think not to poke fun at uh, the German politicians, not to in any way shame 
any of the public that had prior or still is against nuclear. This is obviously, this situation is turning serious, um, but it's mainly to point out that they got this wrong, okay? It, they got this wrong, and there's plenty of other countries that are also getting it wrong right now. And, you know, the U.S. is one of them. I mean, they're, they're talking about, in part of the Build Back Better plan, putting, what, is it 300-something billion into new wind and solar projects? It's it's just insane. Um, um, obviously, I think that wind and solar can play a small part in an overall grid, but uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense for it to be the primary source of energy. And that's where German, Germany has gone and it has not worked. And so that is why we highlight it because we have to learn from mistakes, whether we make them or someone else makes them, you have to learn from it. You have to move on and move towards doing the right thing. Will they do it? I don't know. It's increasingly looking like they might have to, whether or not they want to, they need that energy. In fact, something that happened, uh, which is very, very interesting is that uh, there was a proposal from Germany that other EU nations voluntarily cut back on their gas imports to help Germany out. That was rejected by several of the Southern European countries, accompanied by some relatively harsh words coming from a Spanish minister. So uh, these other countries, for the most part, are saying, yeah, uh, sorry, we need that gas. We're not going to help you out in that manner. Uh, so this is really, it's really just looking bad. And our our our, our thoughts are with the German people. And we hope that the German public will continue to put pressure on German politicians to keep these plants online and do everything they can to have a more sound energy policy going forward, because we could actually be looking at lives on the line due to this folly. Okay, this week, why is this a big week? Cameco's conference calls on Wednesday. I already mentioned that. That's something we will be attending, and um, I hope that you will as well. And like I mentioned, I will put the link to that conference call in the description of this video, in the show notes for the podcast. What else is this week? The FOMC, um, rate hike announcement and Powell's presser are both happening on Wednesday. The market is pricing in 75 basis points um, this month and 50 basis points in September. Of course, uh, all of the weight will be on the words of uh, Mr. Powell going forward. Are they leaning hawkish? Are they leaning dovish? Which way will the Fed uh, go forward in terms of the aggressiveness of their rate hike plan, how much further will they be hiking rates, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone, uh, everyone participating in the markets will likely be hanging on these words. And the market's reaction to that oftentimes on the day is uh, reversed on the following days. And that we've seen that the last few FOMC meetings, uh, the last few Powell pressers have led to similar reactions. So um, where will the market go from here? I don't know. What is the Fed's plan? I don't know. I've seen very, very intelligent predictions and justifications for expectations in either direction. So we'll see how that goes on Wednesday. Something that is happening on Thursday, the there is a Senate hearing for bill uh, for the Senate Bill S three eight five six. This is to consider prohibiting the importation of uranium from the Russian Federation. Now this. Uh, this bill was introduced, I believe, by, yes, uh, Senator John Barrasso, uh, sponsored by John Barrasso. He's the Republican senator in the state of Wyoming. He has been a staunch advocate for nuclear. Um, he has volunteered his state to be uh, the host of the first SMR that will be officially connected to the grid. This will be replacing a previously producing coal power plant. That is Terra Power's natrium reactor is the one that is proposed to be constructed there. They are trying to accelerate the plans on this in order to begin construction 2025 with potential operation by 2027, 2028. That, in my opinion, is um, quite aggressive and 
uh, pretty presumptuous that they can actually do it in that timeline. But hey, I like where they're going with it. So yay, Barrasso, really like this guy. He's doing great in terms of supporting nuclear. Now, this was introduced, I believe, um, earlier in the year in March, March 16th. It was read at the Committee on the Energy uh, and Natural Resources. Now, this is going to be discussed further on Thursday. I don't believe there will actually be a vote on this on Thursday. I could be wrong on that. Either way, if this continues to move forward, um, one thing that's very interesting is that this bill is actually being supported by uh, two of the larger nuclear utilities in the United States, that's Duke Energy and Constellation. So um, there's a number, I'm sure, of other utilities that are putting pressure for this not to happen, hence the allowance from the Canadian government for uh, the Canadian shipping companies to continue to bring Russian uranium from the port of St. Petersburg to the United States out until the end of 2023. So, uh, but there is much happening this week. Very, very busy week. Plenty of opportunity for volatility. Um, if you caught either my interview that I put out on the weekend with Jake Ducey, where I went through a number of aspects of the fuel cycle and what we're seeing um, in terms of that, if you are a member and you did not yet listen to the replay of our interview, um, with our special guest last week, I highly suggest that you do so. It is up in the members section, and that will very thoroughly, hopefully, explain to you what is going on in the fuel cycle and how it is going to affect you through it going forward. Um, we are obviously very, very bullish on uranium here. Will we get another washout in the broad markets due to something that Powell says or expectations of rate cuts? It's entirely possible. It's certainly looking like we have some recessionary markers coming through. Um, across the you know economies, not only in the states but abroad, but obviously we're looking at the states being the, the largest financial market. So uh, there's a lot happening this week and uh, plenty of uh, opportunity for volatility. And obviously that's something that uh, if you're invested in uranium, you're probably attracted to in some sense. So um, never a dull moment for this market. And we hope that uh, we hope that you had a good good day and a good weekend. Thank you for your support on this channel. I do really appreciate. I will see you again tomorrow. Cheers.